Hey, everyone. Quick intro. As you may know, our theme for this month is water, and our Cape Town chapter put together a podcast playlist for us that you can find at podcastbrunchclub.com slash water. One of the episodes that we listened to was from 20,000 Hertz, and I was lucky enough to get to interview Dallas Taylor, who is the host of 20,000 Hertz, and we're bringing that interview to you as a bonus episode of the PBC podcast. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, Dallas. Thank you so much for joining me on the Podcast Brunch Club podcast. This is a bonus episode I'm really excited to bring to our community. So thank you. Well, thanks for having me. So why don't we just start by you telling us a little bit about you. What's your background? How did you start the podcast? We've all listened to the 2000 Decibels Under the Sea episode, but maybe you can give us more background about the podcast in general. Sure. So uh, I host a show called 20,000 Hertz, which is all about sound. Um, to me, it's like the world's most obvious podcast, but <laughs> it's it, I guess shows about sound have been done before, but uh, I don't know. I had, I had kind of a unique vision for it. I wanted to make sure that it was like ultra highly produced and all that. Uh, but my background uh, is relevant here because I'm a sound designer and that's what I've done with most of my career. Before that, I was a trumpet player in, in college and all that. And then one thing kind of led me to another and, and um, for about, two, if you include the trumpet playing, I've been in some sort of like music or sound for about 25 years, I guess. And wow. then um, an actual active sound designer uh, for TV and film and games and stuff for the past 15 years. And um, nine years ago, started my own company after working for f a bunch of TV networks like NBC and Fox and G4 um, and Discovery. And after that, started my own company called DeFacto Sound. That was nine years ago, and then eventually decided that we wanted to do our own little passion project. And what better than uh, something that's only audio? And so yeah. here we are. So how old is the podcast? Like, how, when did you start it? The first episode launched on November 1st, 2016, which okay. I think is kind of important for where we might be going a little bit. That might not sound like a very key time in history, but it really was. That was... What was that six days or so before the mm -hmm. election? So we were at a super heated political uh, moment in our history. Yes, maybe the most aggressive part uh, in, in you know in elections and stuff. And um, as you might might notice, the show really doesn't do any political or controversial content at all. Um, right. The most controversial, if you would even consider that, would be what what we did on that uh, twenty thousand dB under the sea episode. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's almost like my little silent protest to bringing people together and uh, yeah. uniting humans on on a on a sense together, because uh, because it feels like everything else is kind of like pulling apart. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I could definitely appreciate that. I love the idea of bringing people together. That's why I started Podcast Brunch Club. But we don't actually necessarily shy away from controversial topics. Sometimes yeah. we'll go we'll go a little controversial, but. It's a, you know, it's still about bringing people together and dialogue. So tell me, like, what is a, this is going to sound like a really dumb question, but what's a sound designer? What, what does that mean exactly? So uh, we work, or at least my team works mainly on short content, things like commercials and 
um, really short documentaries. Uh, we also do like long documentaries and, and some short films and video mm-hmm. game trailers and things. But essentially what we do is uh, we rebuild all of the sound, the sound palette palette in every project. Wow. So for, for example, if you have like a, like a car commercial, that's, uh, you know, a car like zipping through a dark highway and, you know, really like aggressively you can hear those engines and they're really trying to show off that car. Um, none of those sounds are recorded on set. Um, most of the time we don't use any sounds that are recorded on set other than dialogue. So everything you hear the vast majority of the time is, uh, is rebuilt in some way, everything from the actual footsteps to someone moving a piece of paper to like more obscure sounds like trailer hits and booms and things to kind of like, and manipulate emotionally type of sounds, but pretty much everything except for music. We don't really do music um, since that's, that's slightly different discipline, but we essentially just make entire, we rebuild entire worlds and we make dialogue and voice sound, sound the best that it can. Right. I remember hearing something, there's like a term and I'm forgetting it right now, but it's the kind where like you make the sound like splashing water or whatever. I heard an episode of it, of like this whole discipline on. Yeah, I think it was ours. It was the Foley episode. Foley. Yeah. yeah. Just tell the audience what that is, because that's that's kind of fun. Yeah. So that's whenever you're watching the screen and recreating the acts in real time, uh, mainly with your feet and your hands. Uh, so you really like trying to perform sounds in real time. Because things like footsteps and the way that you manipulate things with your hands are really nuanced. So you can't just grab like any recording of either one of those things and it not sound too aggressive or not aggressive enough. It's very delicate. You know, you need to be within five or 10% of the performance on screen to really like capture that actor's performance or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's something that's like your, your, it's like a performance aspect of, of like sound creation yeah. and you're doing it like in real time to the picture. Yeah. That sounds so fun. It's like, I, I imagine you guys kind of dancing around and <laughs> like with the screen in front that's of That's pretty you. much how it works. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about this particular episode. What was the spark? And then what was the process that you went through to get all of this amazing, these amazing interviews? And did you read an article? What what was that spark? I'm trying to remember. I think a lot of the sparks for episodes starts with a really simple concept. I don't think this episode started with any sort of understanding of the issue that we were going to find. And that's mm. why this one in particular was really interesting. I think that it just started with, I was interested in how animals underwater speak to each other. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of somewhat knew that the speed of sound in water was faster and Mm -hmm. that sound underwater sounds different. And I really think that's kind of the loose aspect of how the whole thing came together. It was really talking about like how do dolphins communicate, how do whales communicate. And then that's where we really quickly, if you can imagine just a Google search of, you know, whale communication, uncovering really quickly Things like, you know, whales are changing the tones of their Mm -hmm. vocal things to get over the sound of boat traffic or whales are migrating to totally different parts of the world to get away from boat traffic. So it was like a really fast, how do whales and and dolphins communicate to, whoa, there's like a big thing here that we've never heard. And for someone in sound in particular, it was a really obvious, like quick hook of how we should approach the episode. It was was that in in combination with 
just sonar technology. Uh, yeah. We get a lot of uh, suggestions from audiences of the audience of what to do. And I think we had some one that was just like, you know, sonar in general. And then one was just like whale communication. And mm-hmm. we just started to push them together and realized that they were, they went hand in hand a lot. Mm-hmm. The, the man-made and then the boats and then with the, the animals and stuff. And then we realized that it was just this entire issue that, that is one of those issues that's just like it doesn't directly really impact any human directly with their eyes or in their direct environment but it's one of those issues that's just out there and you don't have to worry about it um until it's a you know a huge issue right so it felt it felt important even though we don't do any sort of like you know we don't necessarily do activism i guess in, in the traditional sense but i like finding little stories that can be polarizing if somebody tried to make them polarizing but no one has it's not on anyone's radar so it's like we can all agree on this right let's look at this right um same thing with like hearing loss and and other other issues but yeah i think that was the spark that really started us down that path Mm -hmm. and then it was um you know who's the key people in this and um, i knew i wanted to talk to somebody who has actively been on subs before uh, to kind of see how that worked. And then I just happened through a friend to stumble on somebody who not only has done that before, but who's an actual like underwater audio expert. And I guess those 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 people come come hand in hand. Anyone who knows sonar is going to understand acoustics in a totally uh, high level way. Yeah. And um, this person in particular also like record would, would on their own time go and record underwater sounds with these hydrophones. And so it was just the perfect person to talk to. And then John Hildebrand came along and we just knew that that was like the key person at scripts who've who's written about this and really talked about this before and so um that's where really all the magic happens we prep a little bit for questions you know really basic questions Uh but a lot of times like the guests really just bring all the knowledge Mm -hmm. and and for us i think that it's really key that i mean it depends on the episode but like it's really key that we just know how to guide the conversation and then know how to adapt in the interview Mm -hmm. to take things where things are where, where things are really important. And luckily a lot of our guests are like really pointed on exactly what the issues are. And right. in this episode, it was like really clear. Yeah. How, I mean, how long does it take? I mean, this episode, it was a short episode, but it feels like you had a lot of people on there. There was probably a lot of research that went, you know, went on in the background. How long do you think it takes to produce something like that? Most of our shows, I've calculated this because I run a studio and I'm trying to not bleed dry financially, uh, which is another uh, aspect of that question. Uh, So every single person who touches this show in some way, um, you know, anybody who's working on it is is paid uh, fairly for it Mm -hmm. just because I didn't want anybody to like have to volunteer their time for my passion thing. Uh, so everyone gets paid on it except for me. So we do have advertising and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, all in all, between a, a writer, me or the writers doing the interviews, the sound design people, uh, all of the extra help that it takes to kind of just get things going. Most episodes take kind of in the ballpark of 150 hours to do. Uh-huh. Um, all in all. And that's and we also have some really clear methods of, of working. So we work really quickly too. So it's not like we're trying to work our workflows out earlier on like some of the early episodes took longer than that by a good bit just because we were trying to figure everything out but you know now everything's pretty much kind of in this 150 hour range roughly Mm -hmm. um between everything and then 
so yeah, so 150 hours, but obviously that's not back to back, right? So it's spread exactly. out over a number yeah. of months, I would assume. That's 150 of actual like sitting Work down hours. working on the show. Uh, right. But so many aspects of that, like getting the guest and and waiting on schedules and all that mm-hmm. stuff takes weeks sometimes. Right. And so um, we don't really, we like to get really, really far ahead. Uh, early on, we would allocate about four weeks plus two weeks for sound. Mm-hmm. Um, so four weeks for writing, getting the interviews, all that stuff. Um, and then two weeks to finish up the sound and then post. So it was a six week process, but that was brutally fast for yeah, that sounds a fast. lot of things. I was thinking it was going to be three months. That's about where we're at now. Okay. And, um, and we, I also like to contract out like with the writers and stuff. We we're working kind of actively with five to seven writers, depending on when things are happening. So I'll kind of just give, yeah, work all those out at once. And just five to seven people are working all simultaneously. So I might got to get a big flood of things. And like right now we have, um, all of our shows internal, like we're, we're probably like 90% done even with sound and almost ready to post, uh, for the next three months. Like if we got some extra time on the schedule, we could probably finish like the next three months worth of shows within this week and just be done with them. Wow. So we're getting about three months ahead on everything. Yeah. Um, just for a lot of reasons, because we're actually, we're an active studio doing our thing and right. in, in doing the podcast in between it. Right. So I talked to Sarah De Silva, my co-host on the podcast, um, she and I asked her, you know, do you have any questions that you want me to ask Dallas? And she has a couple questions. She asked, was there any talk when you were talking to the biologist, the marine biologist, about what effect the noise pollution might have on the food chain? I mean, they talked about migratory patterns, but did they talk about that at no. all? I don't think we did. And one of the other aspects of the way that we or the way that I really want the show to work um, because the show is so short, we don't have the ability to go into um, the depth of, of, of where things can go. And the thing that I love about the show is that I want every show to end with a thousand more questions mm-hmm. uh, because I feel like really the show is opening up a door to a lot of things. So one of the things like sometimes we'll either get criticism or compliments compliments on. And I think we're, we're landing right in the middle, which is where I'm hoping mm-hmm is that I love it when people tell me that, you know, I spent three hours after your episode on a Wikipedia page (laughs) finding all these other things out. And did you know this or that? And how come you didn't cover this or do that, that thing? And sometimes we've gotten like comments on the podcast app or whatnot that'll say like, you know, wish you'd go more in depth or blah, 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 blah. And uh, all that stuff's totally fine with me uh, because I want it to be like sound itself is something that's so under thought about. And that Uh whenever we open up an idea it just is like, whoa, there's so much more depth here. There's so many different directions it can go. Even in this case, like going mm-hmm. down the food chain, like that's a fascinating uh, way to go. And, and I would say that a lot of our shows and a lot of our interviews start to kind of go off off into the into different places that are really important. And um, for us, though, we really try to like really, we cut so much out to try to get it under that like 25 minute mark uh, that uh, we have to be like super, super target on the exact topic and um but i love it whenever it opens up more thoughts and more questions and i want i really love it whenever ever whenever our episodes end and people have 10 more questions mm-hmm. i just i just think that like it's it's for me it's thinking about like i don't want the show to be something that you listen to and then you just kind of like forget about i want the show to like open up a whole new dimension of of someone's life if, mm-hmm. if possible mm-hmm. and then i want the show to to have people 
start to question things and ask more, ask other questions based off the knowledge that they have. And I want it to be like an ongoing thing. And yeah. and I just love like when people say that, like have more questions on top of it. But unfortunately on that one, we didn't have, uh, if we did talk about it, I don't think I conducted that. Maybe I did. I don't remember that coming up though. <laughs> yeah. Um, it sounds like you're, you're interested in, in kind of sparking curiosity, you know? Absolutely. And yeah. just getting people to kind of learn more about it on their own. But that you would, you know, your episode would be the initial question generator, maybe. Or if the audience gets large enough that there's such a huge demand for it that we make our shows longer and more frequent. <laughs> or even like you can come back to it, you know, like you could almost like asking the community, what what did we miss? What do you want to know more about? And then, yep. you know, using the community as the sort of spark to get to the next layer. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then the other question she had was if you know that if there's been any advances in government regulation or research since the episode aired. I haven't heard anything about it. It's such a global thing. And, and you know, this podcast is such a teeny tiny little blip on the media radar. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure. I can't remember if we got much press on that either. Yeah. And nine months isn't a lot. It was it was uh, put out July 2017. And nine months, no, would, nothing would happen with government. That would be another thing where it'd be great. I wish that I don't know how to do this because I'm not in PR, but I feel like every episode that we do could have companion articles by mm. Gizmodo or National Geographic or all of these yeah. things. And I've tried in the past to kind of like spark those things, but podcasts are, are generally hard to, it's a hard thing to tell someone to commit to. So if you're, uh, everyone like in the, even with podcasts too, like in, and if you're pitching a reporter, like they want to be interested in like three sentences. Mm -hmm. And then if they're interested in three sentences, they'll ask you 80 questions beyond that. And I'm like, listen to the podcast and they just won't listen right. to it. So podcast is just like hard to get people to, to actually listen to. Right. I mean, that's even with other podcasts I've pitched before where we'll go back and forth for like, and spend, you know, an hour or two just answering questions on something that we've already covered. And I'm like, you could listen to this in 20 minutes. Right. So like, it's just a weird, weird thing that, um, is, is sometimes people don't want to just put the earbuds in and press play, but maybe one day. Yeah. I love the idea of, of companion articles or even, you know, using, if you do have a spark, you know, like let's say for this episode, you read something on national geographic and that's what sparked the the question in your head and that's what sparked the article yeah. you know just including that yeah that's a good idea yeah well i don't want to take up too much more of your time it sounds like you are very very busy um but uh, thank i have you. all the time in the world for this <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining me um i can't wait to share this with the community yeah thanks for having me well that about wraps it up i hope you enjoyed the theme for this month Next month, the theme is Common Ground, and you can find the podcast playlist at podcastbrunchclub.com slash common ground. Don't forget to sign up for the PBC newsletter so you can get the playlist every month. And think about joining one of our in-person chapters and our global Facebook group. As always, we want to hear your commentary on the month's playlist. So as you're listening to the Common Ground episodes and you have something that you want to share, hit pause, record a voice memo, send it to me at podcast at podcastbrunchclub.com. You can find some tips at podcastbrunchclub.com slash audio tips. Thanks and happy listening. Mm -hmm.